This is Ball versus Life with another installment. I am Jack, and I got my co-host, JC. What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it cracking, bro? It's good, dude. We got a lot to talk about, man. <laughs> a lot to talk about. I know, bro. It's n- nice to see you. Uh, n- nice to he- hear you on the airwaves again, man. But uh, yeah. Well, well, why don't you why don't you give a little insight of who, what we got for this in store for this episode? Dude, as we approach a hundred episodes, oh man, I felt like I had to push the envelope today, and I do have a little bit of a treat for you <laughs> and our audience tonight. Tonight we will be lighting the beam. Tonight <laughs> <laughs> we will we will um, we will be joined by the ever so effervescent, ever so magnanimous, wow, <laughs> ever so enormous. Ever so old school Sacramento Kings fan, Steve. Mm. So, Damn, why do you got to mix in the enormous there? What are you trying to say? <laughs> hey, man. Only big boys can uh, can call out other big boys. So, Steve, welcome. Welcome aboard. Welcome to Ball versus Life. What's cracking, bro? What's up, man? It's good to have uh, Lakers versus Warriors versus Kings. <laughs> battle of cali yeah it you is know. the battle of cali yeah we had to uh we had to give a platform for the kings fans we've had other friends join us before talking about kings and this is well overdue so we're glad to have you on board some of our listeners are very much aware of what you can bring to the table so no mm. pressure bro <laughs> thanks i'm excited <laughs> I well, can Steve, you, I can Steve, you it. actually know some of the other guests that we've had on that actually rep the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, James and Al. Uh, you know them. You've met them before. You actually know them personally. So, uh, you have a lot to live up to, man. <laughs> oh, man. But, how, how do they? Uh, how do they uh, 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 fill up to the um, to the the sniff test of the Kings fans? Are they? Uh, <laughs> do they bleed purple by your ranking? Um. Al for sure. I mean, I know him. Well. Oh, <laughs> call down well, James. Oh, well. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know James well enough to, you know. Nah, nah. I'll, like, I'll, t- I mean, I'll tell all you. All I know this, about him is, you know, I, I broke his fence. That's about as close as we are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, coming from an old school Warriors fan and knowing James, who is my brother-in-law, um, he is. He bleeds purple. He's as old school as you guys in terms of. Even pre Chris Weber, uh, you know Mike Bibby, Jason Williams, kind of Kings man. This dude goes way back, so I'm sure he can bring a lot to the, the table with the with the Kings fandom. So, uh, just a little bit of background on Steve, and you know I'm gonna keep it quick and, and nice. Steve actually is uh, is it a are you a high school friend or are you like a, a middle middle school friend uh, 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 of my wife, like? He's not actually not my friend. He's my wife's friend. So like, how, how far do you know my wife? Like, technically, dude, like, like six um, years old. What, what's going on? We uh we did go to the same ele- elementary school, mm-hmm. and then we were in the same class. We're part of the nerds club. We took a a pre-algebra <laughs> class in sixth grade. It was like for for special. Dang people, man, you, know. you got like a genius right there. Dude. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> between us, between us two, I, I'm the idiot and. <laughs> she's a genius well but, I, yeah but basically i'd say we really like actually became friends in like seventh grade okay you know, so you, know, you go way schools. back yeah so, she's probably I one actually... of the only people yeah. i actually like from elementary school <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
way to put up that energy out there, bro. You know what I mean? But it's kind of fascinating that he you were able to uh to be incorporated into like uh this 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 group. And you know, I think uh, you know, being my wife's uh ice friend from old school, I, I, you know, it, it it really wasn't like a natural thing from the get-go, but the more you, you, you get a, a piece of this uh this cuddly kings fan, man, you, you he's 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 a he's a good heart. So um yeah, man. Um, I mean well, I mean, I think the first time I met you, I called you Juan and I was uh drunk on the floor <laughs> at Berkeley. So uh, <laughs> that, interesting that, first meet. <laughs> yeah, I remember that very vividly, Jack. I, this guy, the first time I met him, it was like at a house party uh over in mm. the East Bay over at Cal and this dude doesn't even go to Cal, dude. Like I'm, I'm like, why, are, why, why were you at a house party in Cal? And he's like, literally, like crawling on the floor, dirty ass floor, over a telegraph, like one of the telegraph apartments. And I'm like, how does this dude know my government name? Like, he didn't even know my nickname. He called me my government name, hell of trash. And I'm just like, he is, he is, he is a cartoon character brought to life. So that's why I'm excited to have him join us today, dude. And uh, that- all right, well, let's let me give a little context of how I know you guys. Since you know we're introducing Steve, I met Steve through JC, but really through Diane because I was Diane's roommate, which is obviously. Uh, oh wait, sorry, your wife's roommate. Yeah, yeah. I'll edit that out. Um, dude, you Steve, you already got me like flipped out, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I met through uh, met Steve through um, your wife JC, and we became friends because we started hanging out together post college and. There was some a lot of wild times, bro. <laughs> a lot of wild times. Steve, when he when he gets gets ratchet, he can get there, man. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him do a lot of ratchet shit over the years, man. And I definitely have seen him drug more than one one time or another. But that was a lifetime ago. Now we are we are old. We are we are experienced. We we pick our spots. We do things like go to Disneyland and hang out with children and and, and, and hate on the young people yelling at uh, a front of our law lawn and that's that's the energy that we exude now. Long gone are the days like crawling on, on oh, the yeah. on the um on the floor. <laughs> What's funny is that wholesomeness we actually experienced together recently. Um, you know, JC, you went on a trip with your family to Disneyland and who tagged along, bro? Who tagged along? Yeah. He, of course, the the big cuddly bear joined us uh, 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 for the trip to Disneyland, which actually started off with us meeting you, you know, and it was actually kind of nice, you know, for those who are uninitiated, my family and I actually uh, uh, purchased the magic key. So we've been going to SoCal so many times this year, pretty much just to be able to kind of make make use of the the, the magic key. And Steve uh, has uh, was lucky enough to i don't know if it was lucky enough but he steve was 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 free enough to join us for our trip to disneyland so it was his first time in what 30 years was it i don't first know bro. Time, i mean long before the iphone came out that's <laughs> so it probably was it might have been 30 something i mean i was it was Damn. close to when the internet came out to the public you know when high school oh internet came out <laughs> Yeah, I mean, changed if, a lot since then. Let's just absolutely, put it that way. dude. Absolutely. So he pretty much hasn't seen the park, you know, in, in its current form. So it was actually exciting for me and my kids to be able to kind of experience that to, through his lens. So I, I, I hope we can unpack that for, during this conversation. Essentially, you were there with three kids because they're all like, you know, the, the beauty about going to Disneyland with kids is like you're seeing 
you're experiencing it through like new fresh eyes. And Steve, having been there, last time you've been there was probably like, one of the ages of your kids. Uh, yeah, you got to experience it through like Steve's wondrous ch- childlike eyes this time, right? Yeah, yeah. Childlike is a, a good way to put it, put it. But I don't know. We did a lot. We packed in a lot mm. of, uh, you know, uh, packed in a lot of uh, sightseeing and, and looking at the attractions, um, you know, for how many days? were I forgot. I forget. We were there for a long while. It's the longest trip we've had in a while. So what, four days? Yeah, uh, four full four, days. Uh, f- yeah. Four full park days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I'm going to ask this question. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, you can be super honest. And this is why JC brought you on this podcast. Yeah. And he's fearful of it, probably. Deep down, he's a little I, scared. I am, How I was am your experience scared. going with JC and his family? He has two boys, too, man. Two little boys. We talk about on this podcast all the time. It's, it's a handful. So just be honest, dude. How was the trip? I mean, uh, seeing uh, Disneyland, let's say for the first time through a different lens, was definitely exciting. Um, you know, one of his boys... Uh, Basically, you know, toured me, you know, gave me a good tour, dragged me <laughs> along on a lot of a lot of rides. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I mean, it was cool because uh, he was excited. Um, I, I mean, I got to waking up around six in the morning is uh, <laughs> not my cup of tea. And then, uh, you know, there was a there was a bear in my room, so I didn't get much sleep. Really nice, but uh. I'm Not sorry, cool. bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's about, it's about, it was an intense day. It's like uh, most of my friends were like, "Oh man, we don't even do this kind of stuff when we go." So, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I got to see like almost every main ride numerous times. Got to experience some milestones. You know, I put on a, I even put on some even more weight at Disney even after walking <laughs> tw- twenty thousand steps a day. <laughs> Wasn't enough to keep down all those uh, all those, all those calories. Uh. <laughs> for for I, the record, for the record, um, you know, when you go to Disney with me and my family, it is not a vacation. It is straight <laughs> out. It is straight out a workout, bro. Like some people, when they think they go on vacation, they like to sleep in. They like to, you know, kind of take their time. Our approach is a little bit different, and I'm not saying that it's the right approach, but it's an approach that works for us. We mm-hmm. like to maximize and optimize our, you know, our value when we're at the park. And we, I mean, you go to the park to to see the attractions, so you want to make sure that you can see the attractions. So we wake up at the butt crack of dawn, five thirty in the morning, <laughs> uh, get ready to get in line to avoid <laughs> lines. <laughs> Which is kind of really <laughs> funny, um, because we were staying on um, um, in one of the the Disney properties, so we have early access. And I am telling you, and Steve, you can you can you can talk about this from your experience. On days when it's really busy, that early access is clutch because mm-hmm. you can pretty much walk on on the rides, you know, at you know seven thirty in the morning, without having to deal with you know crazy fucking weights i know jackie you mm. uh you you went to the park what a couple months ago so yeah. i don't know how the waiting situation was going there so there's a i mean you want to go on rise, rise of the resistance you know you're looking at waiting an hour and a half at least at least bro at it was least, fu- you know? it was crazy because this last week that we went it was uh it was pride week and they were flip-flopping <laughs> with <laughs> exactly we were flip-flopping with uh grad night right so it was mm. Uh, you know, the pride crowd one night and there's like a bunch of high school students 
that you know that were pretty much ruling the the park uh on the mm-hmm. other day so it was hectic as fuck bro it was crazy mm-hmm. so so steve you made a sacrifice right you made a sacrifice to get up mm-hmm. early but did it it feel satisfying what do you think i mean i definitely think i got the most out of the out of the experience i mean staying mm-hmm. at a disney hotel i mean there were some days you know i felt i think there are a few days where i think by eight ten, we had gotten through like three rides. Oh shoot! Dang, that's efficient. And then you know it'd be like you know Spider Man, and then like uh, Runaway Railway, and then something else, mm. something like Space Mountain on another day. Yeah. Um, I mean a lot the of cars my friends ride. Told me, yeah, yeah, the car. Mm. Some of my friends told me they don't even get up to eleven. So and that's really? probably what. But honestly, I felt like we got. Uh, I think we got a lot done. Like I felt like by by like two o'clock, I felt like most days we hit double digit rides. The first. Wow, days. that's the weather. The weather was like perfect. It was like low seventies. Mm. Um, I mean Tuesday, Thursday was like really like the crowds weren't too bad. Mm. Wednesday, Friday, I think it was because it was freaking. It was grad. Call, grad. It, was, it was the grad event, so you know, like yeah. freaking high school. High school graduates are annoying. College graduates, are, <laughs> college kids are annoying. They're, I mean, in my opinion, they were much worse than all the little kids running around. Little con- mm. little kids, you could justify their behavior and their excitement, but. You know, I'll I'll keep it real and I'll put this out there. It was the most ratchet I've seen Disneyland really all the time Uh that I've been going there. I'll Mm. keep it real, bro. Like it definitely had a high school energy and shout Mm. out to all the high school kids. But man, you know, there definitely was that high school energy. There was just a Mm. bunch of kids trying to like posture. And I don't know, dude, like they were they were cursing up a storm. And, you know, I, I have a filthy mouth myself, but I try to check myself around my kids. But these kids, mm-hmm. these like 17 year olds, 16 year olds just dropping F-bombs left and right. I'm like, bro, my kid is six years old. If if he just started dropping F-bombs, he better get it from me and not from your stupid ass. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's just, it was mm-hmm. it was actually kind of uh, it was actually kind of crazy. So um, but yeah, it's Steve saw it full on with regards to that Disney experience. Was there any particular highlights for you, Steve? Uh, memorable moments, um, whether it's <laughs> you know with JC or just on rides. What are your favorite rides? What are oh. the favorite foods? Dude? <laughs> uh, yeah, bring it on, bro. What was your favorite? Keep it real. I mean, it's funny because I would say one of my most favorite experiences was JC's reaction to a ride versus. <laughs> it was more like his low light was my highlight. <laughs> I'm what glad you got some some utility out of that, bro. What the fuck happened? Remind what was the what was the Star Wars what was the Star Wars ride called? It's called the uh, Smuggler's Run. <laughs> so Smuggler's Run. So basically, you know, part of our very hectic day, we JC really wanted to go on Smuggler's Run, <laughs> and we were trying to slip. You know, we were trying to slip it in before like one of our you know late afternoon breaks. And so we decided to go a single, you know, JC's like, let's go single, single riders. Yeah. So, you know, we, we get there and at the gate, the lady tells us, you know, we, she asked us, are you guys going together? And we're like, yeah. And then the lady tells us to go left. And yeah. while we're walking up the stairs, JC's like telling me like, you know, there's, there's three, there's three positions. You can be a pilot, you can be a shooter, or you can be an engineer. And he's like, no matter what, you do not want to be an engineer. <laughs> you're basically useless. You push push buttons like you're a little kid. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I guess we don't we don't want to be engineers. So anyways, we get up to the stairs. They tell us to go the right line, and suddenly our, it's our turn. And then 
you know, they call us up and then they're like, you're engineers. And JC's like, I want to wait. And the guy's <laughs> like, you can't wait. <laughs> and uh, JC, uh, let's just say I blew a fuse, man. I was, what? I was, I was pissed. <laughs> he blew a fuse. You, you could low key say he was pouting, <laughs> whatever. I was hella it. pouting, bro. It wasn't low key. <laughs> he was like, that's not what the lady downstairs told me, dude. I straight up, like, I, tr- I straight up just like copped an attitude at this like 22 year old employee. Cause she didn't want me to. She didn't want me to make me a fucking pilot, bro. You know what's funny? What did she? What did she say? She was like, "You guys are gonna do your job, right?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the second person. Yeah, so, yeah. So we get in there, and basically, you know, there's 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 four other people in our group, um, and they were gonna be like the pilots and the shooters. And these people literally had, they didn't even care what they were doing. They literally did not care. But there was this one dude who had his headphones on. Yeah. And JC goes up to him and start begging him. He's like, hey, man, can I be the pilot? Fucking drive the ship. Fucking this guy ship. didn't even answer JC. Like, he low-key just turned around. And then the when... chick in front of us, the gunner, she, she had her cell phone recording the, the whole ride the whole time. I'm like, dude, you got to blast those fucking droids out there. <laughs> and, then, uh, yeah, and, then, and then when the lady came up there, she's like, you guys know what what uh the engineers do, and then you know she gave us the whole spiel, and then you know JC has he's pouting over there, and then she's like, "You guys know you guys know what to do, right?" And JC's like, "We push buttons." And he looks <laughs> so dejected. And she's like, hey, "Can you do your job?" And he's like, "What happens if we don't do our job?" <laughs> so you know we get on this ride. JC and her stuck in the back. We're pushing some buttons. People in the front, they're literally doing nothing. We get probably the lowest score JC's ever seen in his life. <laughs> it's fucking right. fun. And he was so upset as we as we left. And I feel like I, we heard about it for the rest of the trip. He still got to this day. I am still he heated to, about it. Jeez, he might need to slip bro. in an impromptu Disney trip like next week or something before. I mean, I, t- I tell you, when we Disney, we Disney hard, bro. When, when you go on that fucking ride. And Jack, I don't know if you rode that ride, Smuggler's Run. <laughs> It's an interactive ride. You're just not yeah. sitting there, dude. You gotta you 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 gotta drive the Millennium Falcon. Dude. You gotta fly that thing. <laughs> sure enough, these people they didn't give a shit, man. And it really, really, really kind of killed the buzz for me, man. Uh, you would you would have really flipped out if when you when your wife and I went on that ride. <laughs> bro, bro, man. Yeah, I don't know. So Jack, I don't know if you ever rode it. I don't know what your experience was, but. You know, I wanted to be a pilot, at least a. Of course, Murphy's law, <laughs> fucking engineer, man. What the fuck? I feel like that accurately describes JC number one, and number two, how his personality reflected being at this point of his experience at Disneyland because he's a well-seasoned yeah. vet, so he takes these little things fucking seriously. <laughs> yeah, that like most people don't because they don't they either either they don't care or they. Maybe it's their first time. They're just like, I don't know. I'm just on the ride, right? I'm just going to record it, you know, on my phone. Uh, JC's like, probably, yeah, he's, he's been there, done that. And he's like, take this shit seriously. I'm <laughs> just saying. Uh, I'm just saying, like, the, the employee knew that, 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 that they would enjoy. They would be fucking recording that thing. Like, dude, like, what's the point? They could have a better vantage point of recording the ride being in the back. And I would give them a better experience if I was the pilot. That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. But I'm glad, Steve, that that gave you a, a chuckle or two. I'm still heated. 
I'll, I will mention this. So there was, I, I was texting JC throughout your time at Disney and you guys were mostly busy. So it wasn't like we were chatting that much. And there was a moment where he texted me a picture of you, you, both of you together, you guys were eating. And I forgot what day it was on. It was on Pride Night. That's for sure. And when he texted me that picture, he said, oh, it's just me and Steve. And he was like, funny enough, it's Pride Night. And again, we love the LGBTQ community here. Yeah. But it's just so funny that you guys were on a date on Pride Night. We were on, like we were on were many on dates on Pride, during Pride, both Pride Days. Yeah, Pride uh, Day or a, Pride Night. There was a time sure that, um, you know. Pride week. Some people, some people thought uh, oh, Pride week? Milo, okay. Milo was our kid, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it's, yeah. So, so, so basically, the kids needed to. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, they woke up at five thirty in the morning, so midday they mm. come back to the hotel, knock out a little nap. But Uncle Steve and Uncle JC or Dad uh, still wanted to be at the park, so we had a little bit of one-on-one time. Steve and I were just kind of canoodling around the park, trying to decide what we wanted to do. We were feeling each other out. I was just like, "So, what do you want to do?" Uh, feeling do each other to- out, really? Yeah, exactly. I didn't really say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to eat? Do you want a corn dog? Yeah. Do you want some um, ice cream?" And sure yeah, enough, yeah, that so, we. So we- <laughs> we shared some ice cream and then we went on we shared some ice cream. We, sh- we shared a Sunday, bro. We were like Lady yeah. of the Tramp over there, dude. You know what uh, I mean? I'll be honest, man. It was it was good to see, man. Like honestly, when when JC sent me some of those pictures, I was like, you know, you guys go on your friend day, man. You guys hey, enjoy man. your time together. Because I know with kids, it's hectic too. Like, you know, it's when you got like a little time away from the kids to to enjoy the park. It's it's a different experience as well. Mm. Yeah, it definitely was a different experience, and we fit right in. Funny enough, Steve was wearing a rainbow-colored hat, too. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, we fit right in. Yeah, I, I thought I thought my hat had a lot of swag, but then, you know, basically... It, it had a it lot did. of swag. It had <laughs> a lot of eyes. You know, some of, some of our, our, our queer, uh, queer compatriots there were, you know, they... Some of them like the big boys, you know what I mean? Some of them like the bears. Yeah, they call it the bears. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, called the bears. Mean? There was a uh, I actually have a story from uh, a while back. It was like mm-hmm. 10 years ago. <laughs> I went to uh I went to DC with some of my friends. Mm-hmm. And it was like I think it was January so it was like snowing and then mm-hmm. uh they wanted to, you know, they wanted to go to a bar to, to drink and then mm-hmm. next to our hotel there was there was a bar mm-hmm. but it was like a, it a, was a gay bar. bar. Yeah, and they had an offer, and then so we get there because it was like 0. 0.2 miles, and you know, it was this is like 11 o'clock at night. We get there, and then we see an offer that says, um, it said like half off drinks if you're shirtless. So you know, <laughs> oh, no. so basically, all, all, all the uh, the girls in our group they're like, sure, we'll take off our shirts and be in our bras because no one's gonna care about care about us, you know. This is yeah. a gay bar. Yeah. And then you know, a couple of other guys took them off, and then I was kind of hesitant, but I was like, all right. <laughs> I'll take it off. So, anyways, I, I get to the bar, you know, you know, talking to my friends, and the next thing I know, there's some hands around my waist. Oh wow! <laughs> and then I freaked out and I ran up to the bathroom, and man, the bathroom is an even more scarier place because the kinds of things people talk about in there, man, it's like. It's like locker it's room dirty. talk, but you're you're locker the target. Room. <laughs> yeah, it's locker. It's yeah, it's like yeah, it was pretty wild. I'll tell I'll like, tell you oh, this, man. Steve. I'll tell you this, Steve. Once the shirts are off, everything is fair game, man. Once you flash those double Ds out there, it's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to, yeah. to stave off some love, man. And you got some love that night. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, I think it's a compliment, point, Steve. It's a compliment. I don't think I had a... That, I'm pretty sure I had shaved my back for that trip, so... <laughs> that was definitely the bear. The bear. Oh, yeah. They they wanted a piece of that... that uh, <laughs> That golden bear. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that story alone, this makes this episode worth it. This is the, 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 the most classic episode out there. You know, funny enough, I'll bring it up. Uh, speaking mm. of being shirtless, uh, the first mm. night that we were there, we actually had met up with Jack. And then yeah. we um, we had dinner at Goofy's Kitchen, which is one mm. of the, the buffets at the properties of Disney mm. properties. Um, and... Um, uh, you know, it's it's a different vibe from the other buffets that they have there. So it was very lively and it was the dinner crowd out there. But what happened was my son was hungry from a day of traveling. So this mm. dude was just noshing on like fruit <laughs> and just whatever we put in front chocolate of milk, dude. Chocolate, chocolate milk. milk, dude. Homeboy hits chocolate milk like Steve hits tequila, bro. Like he, <laughs> yeah. they, he was he was he was knocking them down. Um, but I made the mistake because. I kind of went for dessert for me and I saw that there was like this, this dessert. It was like crushed Oreos with a gummy worm and mm. he loves gummy bears. Mm. And my dumbass gave him a gummy worm, not knowing that it would be a little bit difficult for him to chew. Mm. So homeboy sees the gummy and he kind of reaches for it and he starts working on the gummy. <laughs> uh, his mom goes to the buffet She's not there in the, the table because she wanted to get some dessert. And with Murphy's Law, motherfucker, um, <laughs> he starts choking on that, that gummy worm, right? And then he yaks, right? So it's all over his, like, his, his mouth. So I try to catch it with my hands. And I thought, okay, we averted a uh, crisis. But then my son panics and he runs towards the buffet area. As he oh. runs, it, it fucks his stomach up a little bit more. And then he starts going straight exorcist on the fucking mm. floor there. You guys didn't see it because you guys were still sitting down. But I tried to catch it. But my hands were not enough <laughs> to catch all that chocolate milk, dude. And it was a freaking mess. Oh, man. I was so embarrassed, man. I was so embarrassed because I was just like, this sh I mean, you guys were there. There was a lot of energy, right? And, yeah. you know, you got characters running around. There's like, so you got people waving towels and stuff. Exactly. When right. The characters exactly. Run around. <laughs> exactly. And then you have a, a toddler there, straight up just like yakking up a storm, chocolate milk, strawberries, the whole nine, and a gummy worm <laughs> on the floor. And it was, it, dude, I was so embarrassed. But in true Disney form, man, mm. Disney straight up came up clutch there, dude. They were Steph Curry uh, at Game Seven against the against, against <laughs> <Game> Seven. <laughs> they <rub> it in. <laughs> um, they 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 sprayed like some fucking powder. They call it pixie dust. I don't know what it was. It was like some baking soda, so that the smell wouldn't kind of exude. And the staff members at the Disneyland Hotel, shout out to Disneyland Hotel or Goofy's Kitchen staff, man. They were mm -hmm. such pros. They had like, they cornered it off. There were characters around there. They were waving the characters to avoid the, the puke. You know, my son's like in his own filth out there. And, you know, and they were able to kind of continue the show, man. True Disney fashion. It was crazy, man. And one of the, the most surreal like scenes, first of all, I didn't see the exorcist um, situation there. But your, your boy, like, was yakking one moment, then he's shirtless the next because he obviously yacked on his shirt. Yeah, but he's yeah, living the life. After he, after he yacked, it's kind of like when you get drunk, 
and you feel mm-hmm. like shit. But once you mm-hmm. throw up, you're like, dude, I'm actually good. He was like <laughs> back, dude. He was back in the game, man. Put me in, coach. <laughs> yeah, dude. My, that 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 image that you have of him there, like straight up shirtless, like eating hella fruit after yakking straight up a Tarzan, story. dude. Yeah, dude. He is now that is straight up like that sums him up in one in in one image. And Steve can attest. My my younger son, he's He's a beast, man. He's he is a, a handful, but he he really degaff. He really DGAF, man. He really yeah. doesn't care. And he was straight up just at the um at the buffet shirtless for like a straight up like forty five minutes. It felt. <laughs> it it um, was so bad that situation. I've never seen you turn down food. Like in how many years have I known you, dude? It's been <laughs> like two decades or whatever. I, I don't know, Ouch. fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you turn down food at a buffet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't disagree with that. But trust me, bro. Good thing you guys weren't there because it was. I lost my appetite straight up after that. I was just like, I was exhausted. I was just embarrassed, and then I was just straight up like disgusted. I could mm. still like. I think it was etched in my mind that image that I could, like I could smell it even though I couldn't smell. It, you know what I mean? That's just how mm-hmm. it was. Uh. But yeah, I did. I did skip uh, skip on on the food. Good thing you guys didn't ruin your um your um your dinner with that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to the uh, the Goofy's Kitchen staff though, because after mm-hmm. afterwards, apart from the cleanup and being so nice about everything, they even straight up hooked up my son with like a mm-hmm. fresh like set of like a, a spare jersey and like some shorts. Man, dude, that's so a fresh they, fit, man. Yeah, dude, and like when we got the when we got the the stuff we were just like hey how do we pay for it and they were like yeah don't worry about it so i guess it wasn't their first rodeo with that kind of stuff whether or not it you know was like uh, went the extra mile we felt really special that they were really nice Mm -hmm. about it so you know disney likes to charge up the wahoo Mm-hmm. <laughs> for for uh for staying at their property but in times like that where they come up clutch like that kind of makes you feel a little bit special so was so it the insider it? i don't know so the insider tip is if you throw up at goofy's kitchen you're gonna get a fresh fit from <laughs> disney on the house i yeah. can't guarantee it because if you're an adult maybe they won't give it to adults you gotta be a cute kid but hey man you're you're a living <laughs> testament <laughs> yeah dude no, you have to throw up a lot to be able to do that. You can't just be a little, little mini, you know, you know, little mini throw up action. You need but to. But the blueprint's there. Just drink a lot of chocolate milk and eat a, eat a gummy worm. There you go. There you go. Well, so before we go off Disneyland, though, I, I do want to ask Steve, like, what was your favorite food that you ate there? What was your favorite rides? Uh, since you haven't been there in, I mean, 30 some odd years or, you know, it's been decades. Um, I'd say my top few. I mean, Rise of Resistance, mm. you know, I got the Genie Plus Pass twice to nice. ride that. Twice? This dude went twice. Uh, yeah. Guardians of Galaxy, I went three times. Um, wow. <laughs> That's so once, weird. Once by myself. <laughs> I, 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 I let them do what they wanted to do, and I was like, I just want to go by myself. Mm. Uh, third time, I even recorded the entire thing. Uh, nice. While, while I was on it. Um <laughs> I like the uh, I like the Incredicoaster. That was oh um, yeah yeah that was that yeah. was fun. Um, I mean, I like most of them. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, no. that's my top. That's no, those are top, those are great rides. Right. Those are definitely great rides. Do you I mean, like the? Yeah. Oh. What, what were you gonna say, Steve? 
I'm gonna say like you know things like Spider Man and Toy Story, they're fun, but dude, I feel like it's exercise. Just that hand motion. <laughs> I was like tired after uh, after doing them. Not to mention, you know, it was usually the first thing we did in the mornings. The day, the day, the days we did them, it was like yeah. right away. What, I figured you, you would be used to using your wrists early in the morning. <laughs> I don't know why this was uh, a problem for you. It's usually around this time. It's not really around this time. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a night owl. Let's just put it that way. He's a night owl. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for all for everything that we ate, bro, like a like a five minute like wrist session should really knock you out. But hey, man, to each his own. I personally don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know what you think, Jack, but that like might it. make me. But but grow. it. I, I can see for some people, maybe if you don't like the, the drop or, or like the feeling of that ride, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Steve I don't know, as I get what... older, man, some of these those rides don't sit as well for me anymore. Dude, you know? Indiana yeah. like Jones, dude. I think Indiana yeah, Jones it, is probably it's, the... It's rough, right? Yeah. yeah I felt like, like uh, in, in a few more years, yeah, in a few more years, that, that might, you know, I might be suing them for it, you know? Just, <laughs> that might go out, you know? You never know. <laughs> You're gonna see Steve in a mansion in the future, and we're gonna know how he got that money. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's because JC took me to Disney. <laughs> yeah, and he made you a millionaire. <laughs> nah, you know uh, what's funny is as busy as it was, hella rides were like getting shut down. So, uh, what one thing that made us really optimize our our trip was for those uninitiated, like if mm-hmm. you buy a genie plus. Uh, pass or you buy a lightning lane right and you book a ride for a certain time period if that ride goes down during that time period and you weren't able to scan in they give you what uh what they like to call like a all access pass a free pass mm-hmm. which you can use on other rides uh across the two parks mm-hmm. so that is kind of a scary proposition sometimes because sometimes you don't know what you're what, what can happen right like there's some rides that are excluded, riders rides of the resistance and some other rides actually like the cars ride, you can't use that. But if you're smart about it and you get those free passes, you can actually get some lightning lane access for some some rides that um that aren't on Genie Plus. So I don't know, dude. Like towards the end, like we stacked those because hella rides were going down when we booked it. Um that for I think one of our last days, we literally rode the Incredicoaster like back to back like we rode it mm. twice in like 10 minutes dude it was fucking crazy like right before cr- closing and we were even getting greedy because sometimes the, the the um well i was getting greedy i'm not gonna drag steve into it as you know i disney hard um like sometimes the pass wouldn't scan in and then we still mm. had a bonus pass there so i was like fuck dude we could go three times before the <laughs> so we, we went hammer there <laughs> yeah, dude. I think I think literally, yeah, we like in ten minutes, and the ten minutes we went out was like nine nine forty five to nine fifty five, <laughs> and the lines outside of that were still super long. Like, oh, man. if you don't have if you don't have the the genie plus pass or whatever, yeah, I think that day like we had like ten plus like you know free passes, passes dude, because because everything kept breaking breaking mm. down, so like mm. better or worse. But in the end, like uh, uh, JC's wife is a master of planning. Planning, mm, booking, yeah, you name it. Like, uh, I think the trip was made extremely efficient yeah. with her. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like the amount of rides we went down, and you know, maybe in a day and a half is probably equivalent to what most people go on in, mm-hmm. in four or five days. Yeah. So we got a. I think we we got our we got our fill. 
Yeah. We got to fail. We still were greedy. So yeah. <laughs> you're welcome, Steve. Even celeb- <laughs> even Kobe wasn't getting this kind of treatment at, at Disneyland. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> so you're welcome, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. And we got to, oh, we also saw um, we saw World of Color. Mm. You know, from uh, mm-hmm. you know, we saw it. We saw the dessert thing. We saw it from a restaurant. Mm. We saw it from our, a hotel room. It was it was nice. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, we we had all sorts of good food. Um, so actually, right. Jack was asking this. Yeah, what was my favorite food? Uh, I think it's tough because I think literally think almost everything I had was really good. Maybe not that nice. one. Nice. That one, mm. whatever the chicken place, poultry place, or whatever, or poultry yeah, palace. Yeah. Poultry palace. Whatever. I mean, that place was like it, it was like okay, like yeah, mid. But everything mm-hmm. else, I think I really enjoyed. Like even if like you know, even those corn dogs, um, those those slushy like drinks. Bro, Disneyland um, is known for corn dogs, man. <laughs> yeah, those yep, corn dogs, yep. you know, those are good. They had a I mean, the, the min, Minnie's place was that the Minnie's brunch that was good. Mm. Um, even that food at the restaurant. Like yeah, even Bengal. Was, yeah, yeah. Like legit, I think all the food was super solid. Like any time, like there was no like, I didn't think there was any like real like a missed meal. Like mm. we might have missed on you know a snack. Like we maybe didn't like it as much as we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I was definitely satisfied um, with food but, from a food perspective. My wife was calling me out just because, um, you know, I, I I put a lot of hype in terms of the food, and I do. Um, mm-hmm. that's coming from a place of trying to kind of get the energy and the anticipation up uh, with regards mm-hmm. to it. So I brought him to like Bengal barbecue. I don't know, Jack, mm-hmm. if you've had that, like the skewers place over by the Indiana Jones ride. I haven't, uh, dude, but you've, you've recommended it to me. Yeah, it's a good spot. Uh, I brought him to uh, the chicken place called uh, man, I, f- I forget what the place is. Uh, mm-hmm. um, over at Disneyland, uh, you'll know it, but I, I think the fried chicken is real good, and you Close. know, as a mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was it, Steve? Flows? Flows? No, 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 no. Flows was at uh, DCA. It's uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, the the fried chicken place. I think the fried chicken place in Disneyland is better for the record. But you know, as an mm-hmm. ardent Jollibee fan, I, I love my fried chicken. <laughs> too. So that was mm-hmm. a, a good place. Um, and we had the mint juleps. Like, this is just a lot of good mm-hmm. food there. It's a lot mm-hmm. of snacky food. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to hear that Steve actually kind of enjoyed it. He kind of gives mm-hmm. you. He doesn't give you a lot to work with, so I wasn't sure what he really liked. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good to kind of to hear that you know only one place was was kind of mid for that. We ate a lot, man. We ate we ate a ton. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Well, um, you ate more than you had you burned, right? <laughs> Considering dude, you burned a lot. <laughs> twenty twenty five thousand steps in one day, like twelve miles easy. You know, man. so it's, it's just uh, yeah. You know, so, but you have I don't to know how you guys did it day after day. That's 12 miles a day for how hey, many Steve, days in a row? Don't tell uh, me I didn't warn you. I warned this dude. I was like, dude, this is not a this is not a vacation in Hawaii or whatever where you're just kind of chilling. Actually, in Hawaii, you're active too. But I'm just saying, you know, so I told yeah. him, bring your shoes, get ready, stretch, do whatever the fuck you need to because this is going to be a grind, but it's going to mm. be fun. So I think by day four I was feeling it. Like the first three days it was fine, but like day four it was also seventy seven isn't normally hot, but it felt super hot for Disneyland. Yeah, because yeah, the first yeah. three days were low seventies, and I thought it was like perfect weather, mm. like the entire time. <laughs> don't don't uh, go to don't go to Disneyland in the summer with these guys. Then 
because it's going to be brutal, man. When it's like 90 to 100 going to Disneyland, it's brutal. Just to let you know, I've done, I've done it. Yeah, it definitely is, uh, is brutal. But I hope it was a good experience, Steve. Mm -hmm. I hope you had fun, and um, I'm glad you were able to join us. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely a blast. I mean, now I, I feel like a semi-pro. I can, uh, I can either, I can either give the answer, or I can uh, ask your wife for the answer if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's Don't... let's shift to talking a little bit about basketball, since you know we've been talking about Disneyland and, and that trip for a while. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you haven't been in a cave, this year's playoffs featured two teams that we have uh, diehard fans for here. They got Warriors and, well represented. and you know the the Kings. So. I want to know from a King's perspective, you know, Steve is legit, man. The fact that he gave Al props, you know, you, you know, Al's legit too. Mm. I want to know how he feels, Steve, about that series. I mean, it was, it was heated, bro. It was, it was a game seven. So like, I know the Kings lost, obviously. Uh, Steph came up big in game seven, but how did you take it? You're an ultimate uh, skeptic, but how did you take it? I mean, as a, I mean, the series, I mean, I mean, I'd say the, the year was a success. Um, mm. I think getting to playoffs um, if you wanted to do, you know, if you want to do well, getting the playoffs is the first step. I personally would have been happier if we sucked um, to get another high draft pick, but you know, it ended up uh, we ended up exceeding our expectations. Um, I mean, given the fact that Sabonis played most of the year with a broken, you know, thumb on one of his hands, um, and you know, it was exciting. I think the series is exciting. I mean, uh, a high octane offense. Um, horrendous defense. I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't play about a quarter's worth of defense every game and expect to win. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it ultimately came down to. You know, we got. Uh, you know, we we just don't have a we just don't have another guy that can go out and score a bucket other than Fox. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, he's not a good shooter. So, uh, but you know, we had like you know, <laughs> Kevin Hurt garbage. Yeah, Sabonis. It's a rough series. Sabonis is garbage. HB's has been garbage since college. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it was uh, I mean, but I mean, you know, it was a good learning experience. Like, you know, taking them, taking them in seven games. It was very disappointing the way it ended. Um, mm. you know, um, you 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 know, you, you got a guy score fifty points on you. Like, if I was playing, he would have been hurt by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> I love Steve, like, man. It was, like, I, I Steve is not, old school, bro. I would make sure that, like, you know, he 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 earns all those all those points. You know, yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah, he was incredible, but like the rest of the Warriors were like not so good the, that that game. So, you know, you got to make someone else beat you. That's common common mm-hmm. sense. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, good learning experience. Um, I think they'll get better from it. I mean, they they got lots of improvements to make, and you know. I was happy with it. I, I had to tell a story before you go, JC. Just one mm-hmm. quick story. So we know Steve is is bred from the old school days. Like if he played basketball, he would want to play basketball in the 80s, you know, uh, uh, with Bill <laughs> Lambeer. So one time, back in the day, like JC, you and I used to play at the RSF a lot. That's, that's yeah, just yeah. a gym at Cal, right? yeah. um, And one time, I think Steve, he came out to play. And it was, it was rare that Steve came out to play. Uh, but when he did, I remember we were playing – I forgot what court. But anyways, we're playing it. There was this guy that had the ball. He grabbed the rebound. And, like, you know, Steve was trying to swipe at the ball, right, mm-hmm. once he secured the rebound. And he smacked him right in the face. Uh, I saw this. I was right there. And the guy was thriving in pain, all right? And Steve, <laughs> the guy was on the ground. Steve ran back to the other side on defense, 
didn't say sorry, didn't say a word. And I was just like, play on. And I was like, bro, you smacked him in the face. <laughs> I'll just never forget that moment. It was bribing and pain. And Steve had no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> As you can uh-huh. see from this conversation, he's very enthusiastic. Even at the even at the even at the point of bitch slapping someone, dude. This guy just kind of rubs it off like it was just part of the game. It was like ball up. I was like, yeah, man. I mean, I've I've done much worse, so you know. Oh my gosh. I'm only a nice person off off the court. uh, (laughs) On the court, you do what it takes to win. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Were you swiping for the ball, or did you literally? uh, Let's settle this now on record. Were you swiping for the ball to get the possession of the ball, or were you just trying to smack him in the face? I mean, I went for the ball, dude. But you know, even even in 2012, you know, I was about 40 pounds heavier than my playing weight, so my body didn't react like it used to. <laughs> and and so, I want to give Steve credit. I, I Steve, I think you know when you started gaining weight, you know, obviously your game changes. But this guy was this guy could hit buckets, man. This guy could get buckets for sure, especially in his prime college days. <laughs> I actually think that was one of the last times I actually played five on five. Oh my gosh! Dude. I think there's only a couple more instances after after that. KC, but I played like I played again, like man. three on three. Just save the save that, the bitch slapping for you know for when you actually have a little bit more you know mileage on your on your knees before you know what I mean like you know trying to get back on the court. Um, but I remember that. I remember that, mm-hmm. and that is a core memory for Steve <laughs> of mine regarding Steve him yeah. slapping someone and writing in pain and him just walking, walking back. So thank you for the, the memory, Jack. <laughs> so, so Steve, going back to Kings basketball, um, you know, obviously the Kings kind of exceeded expectations. Now that the Kings are considered one of the better teams in the Western conference, what's next? What do you think? you know, needs to happen for you guys to to get better and be competitive. Mm. Do you think this is a championship caliber team uh, or what can be done to make it championship um, I don't think they're, I don't think there's any way they're a championship caliber team. I don't Ooh. think there's a, there's, I think there can be a entertaining team. Like think, you know, Suns back in the day, um, mm. like the, mm. do that, you know, it's just, uh, there's literally no defense on the team mm. other than Davion and, I think uh, we may trade him, you know, if we're trying to acquire another piece. Mm. Um, I think, and I also, I don't think, uh, I mean, obviously, we haven't been winning for many years. So the fact that only one, you know, we made the playoffs once. We have no, uh, we have no street cred. So you're mm. not going to get any calls in the playoffs. You, you know, you need to learn to adjust your style. Uh, I mean, mainly that's the Sabonis. Um mm-hmm. I feel like Fox did his thing. Um, the kind of changes they need to make, they need to uh, – if they re-sign HB, it has to be cheap and for a bench role. Mm, uh, in my opinion, they need uh, – I mean, obviously, they, they just need to, they just need some people to play defense. Um, <laughs> as for who, who those people are, I mean, I think that's a little harder to, mm-hmm. hard to come by. Uh, I think what we need is we need, a, we need someone to play the three. I feel like mm-hmm. Keegan's a, a true four. Uh, he, he's too slow to guard. Um, I mean, as for you know, what kind of players fit that mode? I think there's plenty of players. It's just uh, the cost is too high. You know. Yeah. I'm not up for trading three first round picks for like OG, but yeah. I don't think he moves the needle enough to make us a championship team. 
Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need uh main main needs obviously starting 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 three, backup center, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, honestly I think probably a backup point guard like a real, a real point guard. Mm-hmm. We can just give you. I mean, Davion can play the point guard if he needs it, but you know, have everyone play limited minutes. Just someone who can create. Because mm-hmm. uh, when Fox, when Fox isn't doing his thing, like sometimes Monk gets on, but like the dude's a microwave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is the microwave. I love Steve's honest assessment. Assessment. I think like it really shows that he is actually really analytical about the team and honest. Because a lot of times, especially after a, a surprise season where you know you did better than expected in terms of finishing in the West standings, um, and also taking the Warriors, which you know they had an up and down season to seven games. Um, I, I did think at the end of the day the Kings should have beat the Warriors. Uh, just because the Warriors, I mean, they had an up and down season. They had a lot of drama, and they just, and it was just a, a, a season of dysfunction. But either way, it was a learning experience. I think the veteran presence and, and the experience showed up uh, at the end of the day in the game seven, mainly in Curry. But like like Steve said, like if you have a guy dropping fifty, you got to find a way for to get the rest of the team to beat you at that point, even in the especially in the fourth quarter, right? But bottom line, I love the honest assessment. I think. Like you said, you can't win a championship. You can't win a championship without defense, and it's gotta like either the development has to be there uh, in Keegan Murray, Murray or shifting positions and finding like a three and D player to fit that that mold. Um, meaning like you know either either coming up with some player development, someone you can nurture or or, or develop into that role. Because I don't think Harrison Barnes is that guy. I mean, he's a vet, but yeah, it's just not there, bro. <laughs> I just heard that PG's on the market. PG thirteen. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I like all those guys, but it's, it's depending on what, what is the cost, you know. Like, yeah. The cost is honestly, Brett Beal went for. I mean, I'm not like high on Bradley Beal, mm. but I thought that cost was pretty low for yeah. um, for him. It's a dump, man. Salary dump. I would have taken him for a salary dump on the Kings, like. Uh, it, it didn't cost the first round pick, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the Kings need a secondary guy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe they'll go from scoring 120, 120 points a game to 125, 130. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, yeah. they'll still play no defense, but mm-hmm. there's that at least a secondary guy. Yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been interesting. I mean, George, George mm-hmm. Carl would have liked it, you know, red velvet to the done. three and get Bradley Beal. Well, that 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 ship has sailed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Knowing in hindsight, it's always kind of. It's always going to be interesting to hear. I mean, that. I mean, t- I think the thing with that trade was like, you know, how they said like, you know, the Wizards, you know, the Wizards GM, and then mm. like the Suns, like the family, like they're related, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's like, I feel like there was some uh, some, some home cooking. Well, there, over there. there's also the whole Bradley Bill had a no trade clause, so even if the Kings fielded a competitive offer, he could literally say no. Yeah, true. So it, it was up to, I mean, and it's one of those things where Bill obviously, when he wants to go somewhere, he wants that team to be somewhat intact because he wants to compete for a championship. So, like, there's a reason why I think they end up being a salary dump for Wizards. Like, they got Chris Paul, which, honestly, I don't expect them to play for the Wizards um, next season. So, yeah. it's just one of those things where they just want to get off of that huge contract. I mean, he's going to be paid 50 million years for the next, like, three, That's four years. crazy. Dude. I mean, it's crazy, crazy money. And, and I know the Kings are a small market team. Do you really want to pay the Lux tax if you – for Beal that – you don't know if he's really going to get you the chip. Like, let's be honest, he's probably not, right? I mean, he's probably not. I mean, but, I mean, how else do you get a big name to come? 
Exactly. That's true. That's true. That's true. But I mean, hopefully, there will hopefully be other names that come up, dude. Like Dame is, uh, he's happy. I, not to say he he can fit well with the Kings, but the superstars get unhappy fast nowadays. Insane. Zion, Zion's getting. You know, people are saying <laughs> Zion's in the rumors. PG 13s in the rumors. I mean, it's a wild world, man. You see the crazy year things happen. Funny you mentioned that though, but I I do think that the relationships matter when these deals happen. Um, I think yeah. Bradley Beal's agent, Mark Bartlestein, and mm-hmm. the the GM or whatever, some front office guy in the Suns, mm-hmm. uh, is the son of uh, of Bradley Beal's agent. So I'm just saying, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, that Vivek needs to pull some strings if, to 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 get these big names there one way or another to kind of make that or do pull a Draymond where Fox or Sabonis kind of recruit people. I mean, Fox kind of did that with Malik Monk, you know, with the Kentucky connection. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you can kind of get more talent. And mm-hmm. if you want to compete, you, you, I mean, it's just it's it's a copycat league, right? If someone makes a big, big move, everybody else is mm-hmm. going to try to raise one up. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to mm-hmm. see how the top tier team. I mean, Phoenix pushed all the chips to the table and said, hey, we're going to go for it. And, yeah. you know. That's a risky proposition because that's what we saw last year. They they gave up all their depth uh, to get all the stars in there. So we'll see how this experiment will happen. It could blow up. I'm not face. high on it, dude. I know it's like when you look at the names and it's like, dude, it's like the monsters, right? Beal is a former uh, former All Star. Booker is a rising star. I mean, he was killing it in the playoffs. He was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, averaging like 40 points against the Nuggets. And then you know, KD is a legend, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's one ball, dude. Like their usage rates are like crazy high for each player. Mm-hmm. Like, how, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I guess they have a whole year next year to try to prove it, right? But I when mean, it goes think, down, I mean, in trouble. I think we may see some big trades in the next ten days because uh, collective next year the collective bargaining is different. You know, yeah. like so there's there's like you know restrictions on like mm-hmm. using player options if you're over the cap. So then I feel mm-hmm. like teams are gonna make those kinds of trades now. Kind of like, you know, the Nuggets, they traded for, like, a future draft pick in the middle of the finals. Like, or, you know, with the yeah. Thunder, because, like, they want to find ways to, you know, you need to find ways to minimize your cost now because yeah. you're not going to be able to have access to the same kind of things down the line. And you got a lot of teams with that feel like they have short windows. So, mm-hmm. let's say the Warriors and the Lakers or, or just teams with, like, veteran, you know, rosters. Uh, guys, yeah. rosters that they feel like, okay, the window is, like, the next two, three years, so we got to maximize. Um yeah. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting. I'm, Portland is one of those teams, actually. Not that they have a champion window, but like they got an aging star that wants to win now. And they got the number two pick, right? But it's like, Three, are yeah. they really going to draft a player? Because I don't think Dame is going to be happy with Scoot Henderson, even though he, he's a great talent. But it's like, he's not going to help me win right now. You know, like, I mean, that's it's, the it's thing. He's not like, going to help when they have, have, they have uh, you know, they have Simons and then they have Shaden Sharp. Like, exactly. That's not, yeah. that's not the fit. Like BPA, now. BPA, bro. How the fuck did that work out for the Kings all these years? You know what I mean? You know, Luca. I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I hate to open it up, but it might be appropriate, right? Like, mm. you draft best player available, regardless of fucking needs, bro. You draft, and Luka, that's that's you something draft. you feel like. <laughs> Wiseman and Lamelo, right? Fuck, dude. <laughs> Way to throw him back. Uh, yeah, that was a mistake. Exactly. Yeah. Best player available. That was exactly the mistake. So I'm very much familiar with that. Um, in I, know, I feel like with Euros, Europeans is different, though. Like, it's hard to say who was the best player. I mean, obviously, he, he had the most production. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, the Suns still won with Aiden. Like, that, because Aiden produced the most. 
And that was a big fucking mistake because, again, Aiton doesn't really love the game. It's the same with Wiseman, man. Like, they're tantalized by all these measurables, but they don't really look at, you know, like, you know, you know, love for the game. I'll tell you this. The Kings made a good draft pick. Too bad they they, they uh, mo moved him. But Tyrese Halliburton, when he was drafted, he actually was targeted by the, the Warriors as a potential draft mm. pick during that draft. It just so happened they had a higher pick and they didn't think that Halliburton would be worth it at number two. In hindsight, he may have been the best fit yeah. for the Warriors at that point mm -hmm. in time. Uh, but the Kings, you know, were lucky enough. So there's just a lot of factors in terms of the draft yeah. to kind of make you make that pick. But bottom line, you got to draft best player available. It's just, yeah, you just got to make it work after that, you know? I mean, it also comes down to the talent evaluation of your, your front office. You know, a lot of times, yeah, it, it, how do you evaluate these players? Sometimes you, in hindsight, it's like, oh, yeah, we should have taken this player. But it's only yeah. because you understand their production now. Yeah, you know, at the true. time when you're like they're in for workouts and you're looking at the measurables and you're looking at whatever college tape or, or Lamelo is like freaking in, in Europe, you know wherever he was, like, he Australia, was shit like uh, that. yeah, like you're like uh, the competition level, you know, like how how yeah. good is it, you know? And he's also pretty frail. Let's be honest, like is does he have longevity? Uh, yeah, and that's an issue. Like I mean, look at Lonzo, man. Like I, I, some people are linking. Like I remember reading articles that they're saying like the uh, big baller brand shoes or. Uh, one of the <laughs> other one of the reasons why he has yeah. like all these issues i don't know i have no I idea if that's true but that. but yeah. looks like he might not even play in the nba anymore that's why you got to invest like, in his shoes man <laughs> i mean for me uh for the king's picks i mean honestly mm. most of them didn't pan out but like um the ones i mean only the really the only two i really questioned the last five or seven years is basically stoskis after drafting macklemore the year before and then mm. jimmer the other oh, guys, man, Jimmer. So, I, mean, I know the other guys didn't pan out. Like, uh, like Thomas didn't pan out. You know, Bagley didn't pan out. I mean, the last a lot of names. Seven names he's named. <laughs> seven but names I mean, what, in the past seven years. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is, like, like, I felt like Bagley's college production was, like, you know, good. Uh, Thomas, you know, for Kansas his last year, he had, like, his stats were, you know, crazy. Uh, I mean, I feel like, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like the last, I mean, the last three years, you know, obviously, you know, we, you know, we've kind of, we've hit on our last three years, essentially with, you know, Davion, Halliburton and, mm. and Keegan. People um, didn't like Keegan too, when he got drafted, people like, who the yeah, I, mean, I, I honestly didn't, didn't like him that much either. Cause it's like, I mean, I still see the same problems in his game mm -hmm. that, that I, that I saw, but I mean, you know, he shoot shooting a lot better I and mean, hopefully he'll show some development. But yeah, I mean, the Kings aren't the best at like. We haven't developed any like good uh, wings, in my opinion. Wings and I, like all the players. Think, like, go on. I think some of those picks were were Vivek picks. I don't know what mm. you think, but like, I think Stoskis was... and Jimmer were 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 Vivek. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what I mean. He he just needs to get the fuck out of the front office. You know, do his owner thing and let the basketball guys do the basketball thing. I mean, dude, you know he he put his uh, he put his daughter as GM of the Stockton Kings today. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh man. Oh. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just the way the world works. You know. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna find that, that out soon as well, yeah. JC. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. in a couple Ex years. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's definitely what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh. Yeah. It's it's. It's going to be an interesting time for, for the yeah. Kings. 
a successful season, all things considered. I don't think. Season. Yeah, sure. I don't think you were expecting that they would be there that deep, Steve. I mean, mm-hmm. I I will never understand why you always uh, want like freaking draft picks, especially after all these misses from from your squad. <laughs> You know, you just take the the good season, man. Take take, take the wins, man. Um, you know, it's a lottery, dude. <laughs> You're playing the lotto. What are, <laughs> what are these Steve guys? Steve loves the lotto, man. He wants to play it. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're a loser until you're a winner, bro. <laughs> it's like those. It's like those free passes we got at Disneyland. Eventually, you're just gonna have to start using them. All, all you lose it. You know what I mean? So it's just you know, once you have the talent there right now, just you know improve it so we'll i mean see. the problem is with uh i mean well i mean that's kind of how i felt like the kings were like when they traded for like rajon rondo a few years ago like yeah. john salmons like you know the when when divak was the gm like he was like oh let's let's win now and like he got all <laughs> the aging veterans and like they put us in salary cap hell and then we had like then we had like oh the sixers like all these pick swaps mm. like like it was that point where like you know the you know, we were losers for so long, and then now you you try too hard to be a winner, and then you mortgage your future, and then now you're in a deeper shithole than when you started five years ago. It's like the 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 process for the Kings has been going on since 2008, you know? like, And it hasn't gotten anywhere. I think, if anything, it's, it's a sign that front office management, talent evaluation, and all those things working in cohesion really matters. And it's great that the Kings actually had a, a fantastic season. That's not easy to do. It's just, just just to put it out there, like a successful season like that to get the fan base excited, lighting the fucking cheesy ass beam. Like that, <laughs> that's like, like that, yeah, that's that's hard to come by, you know, like to get the yeah. city excited. Uh, I don't yeah. know what else you wanted to say, JP. I mean, I think it's necessary in my opinion. I mean, for the, I mean, I think it's good for the city. It's good for like even the economy in the area, you know, like, yeah. like downtown feels more lively. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just got to obviously got to be competitive again next year. Yeah. Um, you know, it should be fun. It ain't mm-hmm. that easy, man. It ain't that no, easy. So, you know, running it back with expectations, it's going to be interesting to see how the Kings respond uh, mm-hmm. and, and what, what kind of moves are going to happen in the off season. But, you know, I'm happy for fans like you. Old school fans, not none of these uh, bandwagon like the Beam fans. Yeah, who, man. Who wearing their yeah. Kevin Porter jerseys to <laughs> you know to Golden One. Old school fans like yourself and, and Al and James, I'm happy for just because you guys yeah. just put in your time to yeah. seeing all of those tough years. So I'm I hope you were able to enjoy that. I know uh, I know James did. I'm not quite sure what Al, Al. I don't know where Al leans in terms of that, and I hope you mm-hmm. did as well, Steve. So stop thinking about mm-hmm. these freaking draft picks and enjoy the present. Right? <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, the, the draft is in two days, and you know, we do have the 24th pick, so I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering what uh, wondering what happens. He's trying with that. to get himself uh, his own. Uh, I don't know. A lot of players actually are really good when they're undrafted. Like you yeah. know, Miami Heat, or like Gabe Vincent, all those guys. But yeah, yeah you can get you, you know you can get your own Austin Reeves, man. You know? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man. It hurts less if you if you have a bust at twenty four. I'll pull. You, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually curious what they will do. I mean, I've seen you know I've seen you know Kings were you know on Beal. They've inquired about OG. Mm. I've even read rumors that like. They're prying around to ask what Wiggins' price is. 
Oh. Man, oh, get the I'm fuck just... out. Stay off of wigs, man. <laughs> First of all, that ain't, that ain't happening. That yeah, ain't happening. yeah, that ain't yeah, happening. Not happening yeah. you know, unless I, think, I think the Warriors are going to run it back one more time, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, do, you think, what do you think Draymond's contract's going to be? I think they're going to work out like a, I don't know, like a three-year deal, something yeah. somewhat 25. reasonable, but, but give him longevity a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. give, give him a couple extra years to, yeah, because I, I don't. I don't know what he's gonna get out in the open market, but he just wants more ears, you know. More I don't know for sure. He's he's hanging out with LeBron in France, man. So yeah. he might join the Lake Show soon if 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 things if things don't work out for the Warriors. But y'all got your own problems, and I I think I think when Steph rather... said he wants Dre back, he's coming back. Yeah, that's why and I think I... he's coming back for sure. Yeah, but you know that's only half the question. That's true. You know? That's true. You I mean, he, if, you know, there is negotiation. So yeah, you know, if right. if, yeah. if Dre wants to and, play and with Dre LeBron, is by clutch. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what I'm saying. So we'll see what happens with that. But with that said, I do expect him to to resign. But you, I've yeah. seen crazier things happen. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get rest of my laurels until that that signed, sealed, and delivered. So we'll see. Um, you know, Dunleavy got a tough job though, man. Like Dre, he does, and then, dude. And then yeah. like, what are they gonna do with Clay? Like that boy thinks yeah. he's he thinks he's pre-injuries Clay still and deserves, you know, max money. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, what do you do? I mean, as business owner, I would I would let him go after a year, you know, unless he's mm. willing to play for like a discount, you know, a bargain basement discount. I, I I can see it happen, man. We paid him while he was uh he was rehabbing right. that whole time. We paid him max money while he was rehabbing. Time to give back to the to the team, man, and mm-hmm. rate a competitive team. I trust Clay. I didn't really trust I mean, him that much during that Lakers. Look, Harden, Harden took a pay cut. Harden took a pay cut, and he loves money. <laughs> well, there you so, go. I mean, supposedly, right? Like he, that's what it says, right? He's yeah. leaning towards a bar uh, a discount deal. I mean, what's a discount deal when the max he can get is fifty six? Is he selling for forty? Like, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm wondering about. Like, yeah, we'll see. The Warriors. We'll see. That's we'll that's see. another pot. That's another episode. Yeah. There's a, it's a mess going on there. We lost so many people. We lost Jama. We lost Bob Myers. Sean Livingston is leaving. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting what happens. But well, at least you don't have a superstar that says he might retire. So, I mean, at least you got that going for you guys. Not that anyone, not that anyone took that seriously. Uh, definitely not. I LOL'd literally when I saw that. I'm like, come on, bro. Let the joke. Right, one last have thing. One last thing before, but we're running. We're running. Yeah, long. run out of time. Run want, out of time. I did want Steve's thoughts since we're gonna let's end the podcast because the finals were over, and I don't want to disrespect, you know the winner of the chip, right? The Denver Nuggets. I do want your final thoughts on what you felt about the Denver Nuggets winning the ultimate prize, man. You know, Jokic, like two-time MVP. He didn't win this past year, but he got his due, you know, and he earned it, man. This guy averaged almost a triple-double and he dominated every single team he played in the playoffs. So what's your what's your final thoughts on that, Steve? I mean, they deserved it, but were they entertaining? I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, they dismantled the I mean, I just feel like Kim and Murray were like a wrecking crew. I feel like AG did his thing when needed. Mm-hmm. I felt like Bruce Brown gonna get a major payday. Oh yeah. That was that like, boy, like yeah. I wanted him yeah. last year on the Kings. I was mm. signing for like yeah, yeah, like two years, fifteen million player option before and I was like, This guy's gonna make at least fifteen. Like he's a, mm-hmm. he's a really good role player. Yep. Uh yeah. I mean I was 
I was surprised when people were thinking the Lakers would crush the Nuggets. Who like, who I, said that though? <laughs> well, maybe it's just Lakers fans online. Yeah, but, like, exactly. I, I just saw lots of <laughs> lots of people thinking. And I was like, people yeah. are celebrating, and I was like, I thought the series would be more competitive. Yeah, honestly, because mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think Laker maybe... fans were feeling themselves. Uh, they were feeling yeah. themselves. Yeah. Well, they beat the Warriors, I... man. They beat the defending champs. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they, they going to wipe the AD going to dominate Jokic. Eh, didn't work out. Nope, that way. did I mean, not happen you know, I mean, at all. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing was AD, dude, you know, one night he's top five player, other night he's top 50. So mm-hmm. just matter which, which AD do you get, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, for the Heat, I just feel like the problem with the Heat is like, you know, Bam does this thing on defense, and they have Jimmy. But, like, and they have a bunch of guys who are, you know, outplaying, like you said, undrafted. Yeah. You know, Hero didn't do anything. Hero didn't even I, play. I, yeah, he, yeah so play. That's what I, he didn't play. Like, literally, like, and then, you know, Kyle Lowry's making, like, $40 million to do nothing. Yeah. You know, so, it's like. And they I got think, Kevin think, Love, who's. <laughs> yeah. Like so, basically, the like, the, 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 the fact, like, the fact they even made it to the finals, honestly, was, like, very surprising. To me, mm-hmm. but I mean, I just like that's that's that team just says hella grit, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. If they won, it would have been like you know back when the Pistons won, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they just had a bunch of guys, selfless guys, but they just have enough talent offense. Like, yeah, you know, they don't got they don't got Rip Hamilton, you know, they don't got Chauncey, mm-hmm. they don't have they don't Sheed, got Ben you know? Wallace. Yeah, dude, like those guys were, like, they were tough, dude. They were, yeah, tough. there was a t- yeah. this guy's this team's like pretty, you know, the Heat are pretty tough, but like. The, the offensive end, they're so lacking. Yeah, yeah. And it showed. It really did show. Yeah. So, I mean, the ratings are still good, surprisingly. It's just, mm. you know. It's just, you we know, weren't just watching. <laughs> yeah. I tell you that. Yeah. We all hey, were. Man, we, the, the, the day the finals finished, we were at Goofy's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, That's why we had time to go do all this Disney stuff instead of watching yeah, hoops, yeah. man. We, were, yeah. we all were in the – that, that was my Cancun. Well, let's end the podcast on that. You know, we, we want to thank Steve for coming on, and it was really fun. Uh, JC pitched me the idea literally today, and yeah. you know, you arranged it with it Steve, it. and you guys, honestly, Steve, thank you for your wonderful stories, your funny stories, and you know, people that don't know you, you're you're a character, man. Like you're yeah. you're a great friend. You you, and I will say this, you around. JC and the family, like you can sense the love, you know, the kids that have for you and you have for the kids. Like it was really heartwarming to see that. And you, I didn't even spend the whole week with you guys. And I was just only there for a dinner, a couple hours. So mad props to uncle Steve, you yeah. know, the bear. <laughs> yeah. JC, you got they, any other words before we let Steve have some of the final words? Yeah. My, my, my kids love you and you didn't even have to take your shirt off, bro. So <laughs> a lot about your personality. <laughs> didn't have to pay to play. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, so hopefully this oh, yeah. is a thanks fun for experience me. for you. Yeah. yeah no, How was, was it? It was, uh, it was fun. It was entertaining. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's also, you know, on the we're right on right on the draft. So like it was good talking about great time in Disney, you know, disappointing and exciting season at the same time for the Kings. <laughs> we'll see what uh, we'll, see if we'll dust off old. more stories. You know, save up those stories. We'll, we'll we'll have you back, man. We'll have you back on our podcast. All right. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a yep. it, was, it was a blast.
All right. So with that said, thank you for tuning in as usual. This is our 99th episode. We're going to get to 100 soon and we're going to do some special digits. stuff for 100. Triple digits, dude. I never thought we would get here. Yeah. Um, just in time for summer, dude. The summer is going to be hot. It's going to be triple digits as well. So yeah. with that said, follow our socials linked below and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you very much for tuning in and stay safe. Peace. Peace. Bye.